atypical vart is created by Rabbi Ari Karetsky, host of Jews You Should Know, a great podcast available on all platforms. You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. The end of 2020. This week, I attended my first live professional development event in many months. It was a joy to spend time in person with colleagues from around the country, even if we were masked, distanced, and required to test immediately before. Ahead of traveling, I called the hotel where I would be staying to inquire whether their fitness room would be open in a compliant fashion. It's nice to get a workout in, even on the road. After a nearly nine-minute hold, a receptionist picked up and, fielding my query, responded in the most sarcastic tone she could muster. Sir, we are in the middle of a global pandemic, so no, it is not open. Okay then, as we commence a new book of the Torah, Shemot, we confront a stark transformation. Joseph and his generation has passed, and a new king arose in Egypt. The Talmudic sages Rav and Shmuel disagree as to whether an actual new pharaoh assumed the throne, or whether the same one remained and simply changed his attitude towards the Israelites. Either way, instead of our ancestors enjoying favored status, protected by Joseph's position of royalty, they were now vulnerable and exposed, and their descent into slavery was dramatic. Within a few years, and a few verses, they were building pyramids under the brutal whip of taskmasters. The Midrashic literature spells out how the new regime systematically reconditioned the population by first paying them, calculatingly transitioning them to slavery. We hear echoes of the Holocaust in more recent times. The final solution did not commence immediately when the Nazis rose to power, but only after a deliberate campaign to dehumanize the Jews and eliminate their rights in a phased manner. It seems to me that the Torah is sending us a clear message about the dangers of power. It is addictive and nearly impossible to abdicate if we are not conscious of its allure. Seating power is always far more difficult than obtaining it. American political theory is grounded in the notion that absolute power leads to tyranny and the erosion of liberty. Many analysts have been concerned about some aspects of COVID policy precisely because it is always easier to restrict civil liberties than to restore them later on. Of course, Counter-arguments relating to the exceptional nature of these times can be advanced. The principle remains. The Talmud makes a perplexing statement about Jewish legal decisions. Koach dehetera adif, meaning, greater strength is required to be lenient. In simple terms, anyone can declare something forbidden, but to say it is permitted requires actual mastery of the relevant subject. Perhaps, though, a more philosophical notion, at least homiletically, underlies this Talmudic statement. A rabbi answering congregants' questions occupies a position of control, at least in that moment and relative to the situation being considered. The most natural impulse, however subconscious, would be for him to say, no, yes demands a certain abdication of power on some very subtle level. Sadly, this week we have all seen the disastrous consequences of power wielded recklessly and the inability to surrender it when the time has arrived. 
the lessons of ancient Egypt reverberate in our generation. Human nature remains unchanged, and the necessary checks on it likewise persist. One of the great marks of democracy has always been the peaceful transition of power, precisely because it underscores that no one person may supersede the public he is meant to be serving. Of course, it is easier to point fingers at detached political villains than to peer in the mirror of our own lives. Yet, we need not control nations to exercise this abuse in our private affairs. The receptionist who rudely dismissed my question likely felt that her own kingdom, however insignificant, was being threatened. She was defending her own power. Sorry, sir, the fitness room is closed, would have sufficiently conveyed the same information. The force of her reaction betrayed its source within her. Perhaps one metric by which we might evaluate our own relationship to authority is our yes-no ratio with others. Of course, we must be judicious with our yeses, lest we become doormats or simply distracted from our key areas of focus. But once we've established the parameters of our lives, for example, our families and our chosen professions, our generosity of spirit towards others offers a wonderful indicator of our need for dominion. If I observe myself routinely turning people down, dismissing their ideas or approaches, I might evaluate whether I truly disagree with every suggestion on rational grounds or whether I simply cannot release the feeling of dominance that my no represents. When we consciously seek to deliver yeses to those in our orbit, we are actively resisting the urge to control them and expressing our respect for and belief in them in the process. May we witness and truly help create such a society moving forward. Shabbat Shalom. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 